This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The game is done. Hey, everybody loves Tim K. Let me hear you. Time for Dodger Talk. Are you ready for the brand new thing? Let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Find new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. If there was any question that the Dodgers were the best team in baseball this year, well, you can erase that because the Dodgers tonight put up a 10 spot on the Milwaukee Brewers. They chased the reigning Cy Young Award winner Corbin Burns in the fourth inning after touching him up for seven runs on six hits, including a three-run home run from Trace Thompson as the Dodgers beat up on the Milwaukee Brewers tonight out of Dodger Stadium 10-1. to Tim Cates, Dodger Talk, here on AM570 LA Sports. Phone lines are open 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. If you're still sitting in traffic at Dodger Stadium, just enjoying the drive home, no matter where you're headed, or just listening to Dodger baseball here on the iHeartRadio app or AM570 LA Sports. We appreciate it. 866-987-2570 as the Dodgers bounce back after being shut out last night by the Milwaukee Brewers 4 to nothing. Tonight, the Dodgers come back. 10 runs on 12 hits. Tony Gonsolin, 5 innings, 1 run, 3 hits. The Dodgers bullpen combined for 4 shutout innings, including Hanser Alberto pitching a scoreless ninth inning and a 1-2-3 inning. As the Dodgers get the win, their 85th of the year, their 85th win on August 23rd. Think about that. They've already gotten to 85 wins. Their magic number is 21 with 40 games remaining. They are going to shatter their franchise record for most wins in the season. They're on pace for 113 if they can keep up this uh onslaught of offense and great pitching and great defense tonight from Mookie Betts had a stellar catch in right field to squash any kind of rally in the second inning from the Milwaukee Brewers after the Dodgers had scored one in the first and then the bottom of the second they busted it open Trace Thompson absolutely crushed a pitch from Corbin Burns 423 feet into the left field pavilion three-run shot that made it a four-nothing Dodgers lead they would chase Burns in the fourth inning not before he gave up Trace Thompson, RBI infield single. Trey Turner, an RBI infield single. And then Freddie Freeman, an RBI single. Seven runs the Dodgers score against Corbin Burns. They tack on three more in the eighth off of Victor Caratini, the Dodger, or the uh, Milwaukee Brewers catcher, who was just throwing BP up there as he had a position player throwing to get this game over with. The Dodgers would counter with Hanser Alberto in the top half of the ninth inning. He would have a 1-2-3 inning in his fifth appearance this season. 
and the Dodgers just absolutely throttle the Brewers 10 to 1. Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, they've got a little friendly competition going back and forth as far as who will finish the season with the most hits. Well, Freddie Freeman tonight, three for five. Trey Turner tonight, three for five. Looking at the tally, what are they at for the season? Freddie Freeman, 154 hits. Trey Turner, one behind them at 153 hits. Unbelievable that these two guys have over 150 hits, each of them, tops in baseball. This is just how good this Dodgers team is, top to bottom. Whether it's Joey Gallo in the lineup, Trace Thompson in the lineup, Max Muncie having an August like he's having, Justin Turner having a great second half of the season. He had the night off tonight. The Dodgers, top to bottom, the best team in baseball. And Tony Gonsolin continues to show why he could be in the running for the Cy Young Award. And you're thinking, Tim, don't be crazy. You know, don't put your Dodger blue hat on here. It's Dodger talk. I get it. But look what Tony Gonsolin's done. 16-1, and outpitched his former teammate at St. Mary's, Corbin Burns, who, oh, by the way, is the reigning Cy Young Award winner from last year, outpitched him tonight, has gone toe-to-toe with anybody out there every five days when he's gotten the ball. Outside the little hiccup right before the All-Star game and right after, where you can say he kind of hit a wall, it's the most innings he's pitched. Certainly, we're looking at career numbers already. For Tony Gonsolin, and he's still got six weeks to go in the season. But as we saw last night, Dodger fans, with Julio Urias coming out after, what, six innings last night? Could have gone back out there for more in a one nothing game. Instead, Dave Roberts said, why? We've got nothing to prove right now. We don't need his, his pitch count to be high. There's no need for that right now with an 18-game lead and running away with the division and getting ready for October baseball. You can make the same case for Tony Gonsolin tonight. Dave Roberts admitted and Gonsolin admitted. Didn't have his best stuff, but he was good tonight. I mean, five innings, one run, three hits, three punch outs, two walks, 77 pitches, lowers his ERA to 210. He was efficient, getting ground balls. I think 12 of the 60, at least 12 batters, he got ahead with a, a first pitch strike. I mean, the Milwaukee Brewers are known for just dragging out at bats. Just wearing down pitchers. That's what the Dodgers do, right? Well, the Milwaukee Brewers have begun doing that. Well, tonight, early on, they were swinging at the first pitches. They were trying to ambush Tony Gonsolin. They didn't want to see that splitty at all. And Tony Gonsolin, a 1-2-3 first. Had a couple of strikeouts in the third. I mean, he got a double play ball to get out of the fifth inning. He only threw 77 pitches. But at that point, keep in mind, five innings. He qualified for the win. The Dodgers were up 7 to nothing. What else does he need to prove? Nothing. Sitting at 77 pitches with a day off and the Dodgers most likely going to an extended rotation just to play out the season so guys can get extra rest. There's no need for him to be out there chasing anything else. He already lowered his ERA. He qualified for the win. Got to 77 pitches. Get him out. Go to the bullpen. And that's what they did tonight. You're going to see more and more of this. Dodger pitchers going out there, doing just enough handing it over to the bullpen, let those guys get some work in, and then the Dodgers' offense will do their job. And on most nights, they'll put up numbers. Last night, I felt bad for Julio Arias, right? This is a guy who last year won 20 games. The Dodgers found ways to win. This year, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it, it feels like Julio Arias gets no run support at all. 
and it's just having to, to fight and scratch and claw to get wins. Last night, he pitched well. He deserved a win, but the Dodgers offense last night couldn't score and got shut out for the first time at home this season. Tonight, Tony Gonsolin, no problem. He cruised through five innings, gives up the one run, three hits, and they give him a seven spot to work with to get the win. Just one of those years for Tony Gonsolin getting all the run support. Julio Rios, not the beneficiary of run support, as was the case last night in the one nothing or the four nothing loss to the Milwaukee Brewers. But the Dodgers get the win tonight. Again, their magic number is twenty one. Big crowd out of Dodger Stadium tonight. Fifty three thousand two hundred and twenty two. A sellout crowd as Dodger fans got the mystery World Series ring as you came into the stadium. Did you get the ring you wanted? Did you get the 88? Did you get the 2020? I don't want to hear about the 2020. But did you get one? Were you one of the lucky 30,000 fans who got there early and were able to get those rings? Did you trade a ring? Did you not like your championship ring and you wanted a different one? 866-987-2570. The other news today for the Dodgers, and we're going to hear from Andrew Freeman coming up here in just a minute, Dodgers president of baseball operations. Walker Bueller went under the knife today. Dr. Neil Alatrosh performed surgery on his elbow and going in, didn't really have an idea of what they were going to do except work on the flexor tendon. But they needed to also perform Tommy John surgery. That's repairing the UCL ligament in the arm. And that right there, folks, is a minimum year. Minimum to come back from that. What did we see from Dustin May? 15 and a half months. He walked off the field last May in Milwaukee with the torn UCL in the elbow. It took him 15 and a half months to come back. And from everybody you talked to, including Dustin May, who was on with Petro some money earlier today, and David Vasse had him on the pregame show yesterday, he credits the, the, the strength and conditioning and rehab staff over at Camelback Ranch, the trainers, everybody that worked with them, for a 15 and a half months speedy recovery. From the time he got hurt, from the time he made his debut Saturday night, 15 and a half months, that's pretty good timing. That's a pretty speedy recovery for a major league pitcher. This is Tommy John surgery number two for Walker Bueller. Off the top of my head, I can tell you one other pitcher who's had two Tommy John surgeries, Daniel Hudson. Huddy's had two Tommy John surgeries. Read the book The Arm by Jeff Passan about Tommy John surgeries and the history of Tommy John surgeries and the... Uh, the growing number of young kids, high school kids, college pitchers who are having Tommy John surgery. Daniel Hudson's a guy who had two Tommy John surgeries, and he's still pitching in the major leagues. But Walker Bueller, at the age of 28, second Tommy John surgery in seven years. He had it in 2015 when he got drafted at Vanderbilt. And now he's having it again, ending his 2022 season with his second Tommy John surgery. We wish him nothing but a speedy recovery. And hopefully he can get back on that field for the Dodgers sooner rather than later. 12 months, a year, puts it at August of next season. I mean, that's best case scenario. 15 months puts him in missing all of next year and getting ready for 2024, which, by the way, would be the final year of his contract, assuming he doesn't sign an extension. So you feel for Walker Bueller, you know, sort of that prime 28 years old, looking to cash in, looking to get that big contract or big contract extension has been a, a, a really good 
top of the rotation starter for the Dodgers the last two years. Big time pitcher, game 163 against the Rockies a few years ago. Pitching in the postseason down the bubble for them last year. Being one of the only guys they can count on in October because Max Scherzer had dead arm and Clayton Kershaw had to shut it down. It was him and Julio Odias. And right now, Walker Bueller's got a, the realization that he's got a Tommy John surgery recovery now for the next 15 months. It's going to be tough, but he can get through it. 866-987-2570. Let's hear from Dodgers president of baseball operations, Andrew Freeman, who talked to the media earlier today about losing Walker. Um, I mean, I think definitively today, uh, we knew that it was a, there was a real chance of that. Um, you know, it's a tough blow, but from all the sounds of it, it went as well as could possibly be expected. Talking to Dr. Elitraj earlier, uh, he felt really confident about it. Felt like, uh, you know, he went in and um, got it back in good order. Uh, and so, you know, now we just go through the, pro- the progression part of it and, you know, hopefully get him back as soon as possible. And, you know, but it, there's no sugarcoating. It is a tough blow. Uh, but we'll get him back, and uh, I know he's he's already itching. When we spoke with Dave Roberts about uh, Walker at the time, thinking it was just elbow surgery, um, he was quite he was hoping that it wasn't going to be Tommy John. Was that a thought for you at any point? And how do you now have to kind of look ahead and start planning for next season, knowing that you will be without him? Yeah. Um, again, it was kind of the worst case scenario uh, in our mind. I guess once you get to that point though there's degrees of it and how the ligament looks and the soft tissue around it uh so from that standpoint uh it actually turned out as well as could be expected um but we knew there was a real chance of it uh i can't remember many other instances in my career where the mri has been inconclusive enough to have to go in and see exactly what it looked like um but I think that probably speaks to how much good there was around it as well. Um, and, you know, I think from our standpoint, we are seniorly focused right now on 2022 through September and into October. Um, you know, we knew months ago that there was a real chance that he wasn't going to come back this year. And so we've been planning accordingly. Um, and once we get to the off season, we'll start turning our attention to, 2023, but obviously it's a big blow for us now. It's a big blow for us next year as well. All right, there's Andrew Freeman. No matter if it's a small tear or a complete tear, anytime you have to have Tommy John surgery, there's the process and recovery from that. It's not just a minor or major or a quick return, a a, a minor surgery, and you come back quicker. Uh Uh-uh. It's the same timeline. They've got to repair that ligament in the elbow, in the arm, and you then got to rehab it. It's got a strength. you got to build it up. And it's got to stay in place. Um, so, yeah, this is my, maybe best case scenario, as they said. It wasn't anything major around it, and the MRI was inconclusive. That's why they're kind of having that exploratory surgery going in to figure out exactly what was wrong. Well, they get in there, and they find out that there was a tear, Yeah, and he had to have Tommy John surgery, the second Tommy John surgery in his major league career after getting drafted in 2015 out of Vanderbilt. Again, best to Walker Bueller. He's going to be out for a while. Dustin May returns, and this Dodgers team clicks on, uh, keeps on rolling with a 10-1 win over the Brewers tonight, their 85th win of the season, as they now have an 18-and-a-half game lead in the division. Their magic number 
is 21. It's time to go around the horn with Jose Moda. Jose Moda joins us now. And Jose, I was just, just heard from Andrew Freeman and, and talking about Walker Bueller. It's certainly disappointing to hear that it's the magnitude of Tommy John surgery. And you, you start to think about it, and the real the realization hits you that he's most likely not going to pitch in a Dodger uniform until 2024. Yeah, it does hit you uh, considering who he was or who he is, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, how competitive uh, Walker Bueller has been throughout his whole career, how important he has been uh, for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm you know, over this last run since his arrival in the big leagues. Um, but, you know, of all things, um, I think he had an open mind about the possibilities of this happening. I mean, he's a uh, pretty clear quoted saying, Hey, uh, you know, I had it once. I know there's kind of a lifetime to it, um, but I'm glad it got taken care of. You know, uh, this is not as devastating news as would have been maybe 10, 15 years ago, and even further than that. But, um, you know, Having gone through that one time and having guys have gone through this, you know, second time, obviously it's nothing new. And perhaps, you know, his his best inspiration could be, uh, you know, Dustin May having gone through this recently and knowing that he is going to be in the best have hands ever, considering that the Dodgers medical staff, from mm-hmm. starting with Dr. Elitrage, are not going to allow you to take the next step until the one you're standing on right now, that tile is not covered with your foot. So um, overall, at least he's a young man, still going to be young when he comes out of this, but um, he knows one thing, um, you know, the stuff will be there. Yeah. And perhaps, uh, you know, he, he's, he can learn some things, you know, from watching games and know that, um, you know, his stuff even before the injury was quite good. Jose, what do you make of the fact that the Dodgers, two of the last three games have beaten two of the best pitchers in baseball, the reigning Cy Young Award winner and the front runner? to win this Cy Young Award this year? Well, I think you and I have talked before the game, and I said, <laughs> hey, yeah, maybe a little Sandy Alcantara approach yeah. would be ideal. And what does that mean? Well, at some point, you have to know that teams like the Dodgers, uh, people looking from the outside and going, yeah, they're, be- they're beating up a number threes and number fours and number fives, but uh, it's not the truth. For you to have <laughs> 85 wins, you're beating up on pretty much everybody. Obviously, the the top guys are going to have your number more times than not. But you're going to have to beat beat those guys, you know, those three to one ball games by just capitalizing on any small window that happens early in the game because those guys don't let up. But the Alcantara approach we talked about before the game was. You know, sometimes try less is better with guys like this. Corbin mm-hmm. Burns, obviously reigning National League signing award winner, has plenty of just filthy stuff. And he is cutter happy. He's got velocity. He's very intense. I mean, it's full effort pretty much every single pitch. And today, uh, Trace Thompson coming through on what was a tremendous at-bat. But before that, it's the at-bats that really matter in, in how he was approached. In, in Joey Gallo, for example, then he sold the strike to the Taylor mm-hmm. and the walk Cody Bellinger. Those at-bats matter a whole lot more because those guys worked, perhaps, Corbin Burns into committing one mistake, one big mistake, and that's what you want to see when you're facing a number one guy. Jose, I keep getting asked you know, by friends, like, well, who are the Dodgers going to throw out there in the playoffs? Who are their 1-2-3 as far as rotation? And I, I said, it doesn't matter at this point. I said... The thing I'm looking at is this roster, how it's going to fill out come postseason. <laughs> yeah. Certainly certainly who they play will dictate some of that in matchups, but I, I love seeing what Trace Thompson's doing. Putting the pressure on guys and making it hard for Andrew Freeman and Dave Roberts and the coaching staff to not have him on this 26-man roster come October by the way he's producing. And Joey, Galli, Joey Gallo flipping the switch and Max Muncy turning things around. 
I love this. Guys now are going to be competing the final six and a half weeks because they want to be on that roster. Tim, it is what you're supposed to do as a backup player is to make your manager and their front office make their jobs as tough as possible in the same way as easy as possible because that's what they got you. But force them by your play, by your preparation, and by the results to just know that without you, they're not the best team. Mm -hmm. And that's just me talking selfishly because – you know, you're in that position, and you don't want to feel like, well, you know, we have nine established guys, and I'm the odd man out. No, you're going to go out there and just force your manager, who makes a lineup, to say, you know what, I was not going to play him today, but let me get this other guy an off date. Well, because your performance is dictating all of this. I remember talking to Dave Roberts about this about three months ago, and and certainly, you know, he's gone through that himself as a player, saying, hey, you know, sometimes my job was to play so well that. I had to play the next day after I played well to give somebody else an off day. And that is exactly what these guys are doing by the way they prepare, by the way they work, and, and by the way they're you know performing, which is the main thing. And you got to have a deep bench. Yeah. And championship teams have good benches, have good guys coming off the bench and giving you good at-bats and quality at-bats when it matters the most. Jose, tonight the Dodgers bullpen, four shutout innings. David Price looked good, and it, it's interesting for David Price, and, and I know they mentioned it on the uh, the broadcast, Charlie and Rick did, that it, it took about a season for him to get comfortable with this new role. He's not a starter. He's not pitching every five days. He's a guy out of the bullpen, and he's done very well in his new role, and this year in particular has done very impressive coming out of the pen for the Dodgers. Well, there's a guy that we don't talk about enough. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, David Price could be the—he could have been the guy out of spring training saying, "Hey, how about me? Yeah, you know, I got yeah. the credentials." Yep. But he hadn't, Tim. Right? I mean, this speaks a lot about the culture in there, how much he likes his ball club, and how much he, in a way, kind of owns the ball club. You know, mentally and saying, "Hey, I missed that entire season. I, I gave some money back or whatever it was." But um, I think it speaks to a guy that, um, like him or not, he's a professional and he comes out to perform. His stuff is good. I mean. I can name probably 15 teams that go, hey, I'll take David Price as a starter right now. Yeah. Because he's going to keep you in the game. Uh, but it really um, is a testimony to the, the work that he does, how he understands his role. And, you know, sometimes he's a back guy in, in a wipeout game where he's got to wait for his turn. But you know what? Nonetheless, he's out there working. He's getting his work done. He's, he's not allowed any absence on the mound to be played into any type of rust. And I think guys like that are needed. And he's a big reason why the bullpen is the way it is too, by the message that he sends to these guys sometimes, if maybe they don't see themselves in the right fit or pitching the right inning, saying, hey, you're a closer. Well, you're closing in as a seventh. Yours is the eighth. Yours is the sixth. That's our closing time. So go out there and get it done when the opportunity comes up. Final thing, Jose, this nugget just came out after the game from Stats by Stats. Tonight, Hansa Alberto, the Dodgers, hit a double. Reached base twice, had a perfect outing on the mound to close out a win. He's the only other the only other major league player in modern era to do all three of those in the same game. Catfish Hunter in his perfect game back in 1968. Now, could the Dodgers start using him as a two-way guy like a Shohei Otani now that he's been so oh, dominant in his boy. five appearances out there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, please not. I never, though, thought I would ever hear the name Hanser Alberto associated with Catfish Hunter. Exactly. <laughs> Ever, but in a good way. It's good to laugh about it. It's, yeah. it's really nice to have a laugh about it. Yeah, Dodgers get the win tonight, a blowout win over the Brewers. They'll wrap it up tomorrow. Jose, we'll talk to you on the pregame show. Thanks a lot. You got a one of the St. Mary's uh, college friends had to had to win there, right? That's right. One of them had to win. One of them had to lose, but the good guy won. <laughs> the good guy yes, won. Sir. So, all right. Thanks, Jose. 
Take care. Bye-bye. All right, there he goes, Jose Moda. Yeah, the Battle of St. Mary's Gales baseball with Tony Gonsolin and his former teammate, Corbin Burns. They were together there at St. Mary's. They both were drafted in 2016. Corbin Burns in the fourth round, I believe it was the ninth round for Tony Gonsolin. And Gonsolin that year was a right fielder and their closer. He had six saves for the Gales at St. Mary's while Corbin Burnson, Corbin Burnson, Corbin Burns, Petros texted that out, and it's just throwing me for a loop. Corbin Burns, uh, in his senior year there, or his final year at St. Mary's, uh, pitched well and was their their ace of their staff in 16 starts. And the guy who saved the games for him, Tony Gonsolin. And then tonight they squared off at Dodger Stadium, and Tony Gonsolin got the best of Corbin Burns. Gonsolin, five innings, one run, three hits. He improves to 16-1. and one. Corbin Burns can't get out of the fourth inning. He falls to nine and six. Dodgers tonight get a performance from Trace Thompson. Well, I don't think a lot of Dodger fans thought they'd get two for three, a three-run home run, four ribbies tying a career high. He was huge, making this game out of reach in the second inning with that three-run home run. The Dodgers would tack on three more in the fourth off of Corbin Burns, and then in the eighth inning off of Victor Caratini. He became kind of a laugher when you had the Brewers' backup catcher pitching. And then you had Hanser Alberto pitching the top half of the ninth inning. Alberto had a 1-2-3 top of the ninth. Victor Caratini was literally throwing BP up there. That's as fast as he was throwing it. He walked Trace Thompson. He gave up a RBI double to Trey Turner. Freddie Freeman, a two-run double. Said, hey, they'll take the hits. They still count in the record books for Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman who are battling to see who can finish the year with the most hits in between the two. Freddie Freeman leads him by one. 154 hits for Freddie Freeman, 153 for Trey Turner. Tonight's Daniels Jewelers Home Run Forecast wants to congratulate David Rolbin of Canoga Park, who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card just for playing for your chance to win a gift card for $50 to Daniels Jewelers. Just go to am570lasports.com, keyword home run, am570lasports.com. Again, keyword home run. It's free to sign up. Dodgers and Brewers will wrap up this three-game series tomorrow. Andrew Heaney, the Dodger left-hander, will get the start. The Brewers have not yet announced who will get the start in the series finale for them tomorrow night. The Dodgers then a day off on Thursday, and then they head east against the Miami Marlins and the New York Mets. It is a four-game wraparound series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, against the Marlins, and then it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series in City Field in New York against the Mets. By the way, don't think Max Scherzer is going to get a start. He's going to start uh, in a couple of days from now with the day off for the Mets. Looks like the Dodgers will not see Max Scherzer next week at City Field in New York. But the Dodgers get the win tonight. Tomorrow back at it. First pitch and early one, 6.05 right here on AM570 LA Sports. We'll have Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck getting it all started at 5 o'clock. Don't forget, Dan Patrick kicks it all off at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Be listening between 6 and 9 every day, Monday through Friday, during the Dan Patrick Show. We are giving you tickets to Dodgers baseball. So be listening for the cue to call every day between 6 and 9 for your chance to win. Rogan and Rodney back at it tomorrow beginning at noon. Petro some money on from 2 until 5. A flex alert for the boys. 2 to 5 leading into Dodgers baseball again. An early game, 6.05 first pitch tomorrow. Thanks to Colin Yee. Thanks to all you Dodger fans for being a part of the show, listening. Thanks for podcasting the show. David Vasse will be back this weekend. Joining us after his wrist surgery. All the best to DV. Think of you, buddy, as he rests and recuperates and gets well. A day after surgery, we'll give him a few more days, and we'll put him back to work after that. How about that, Dodger fans? All right, that'll do it. Until next time, so long, everybody.